Hump Day Quickie's Swingers Confessions is intended for mature audiences only and contains explicit language and sexual situations. This is not intended as any professional advice. Welcome to Hump Day Quickie's Swinger Confessions. Here in the sex apartment, we share our own sex-positive stories and welcome our friends to open up about their experiences in the ethically non-monogamous lifestyle. The panda whores are back, and we take some time getting to know them from before they were pandas and how they got started. From dealing with questionable hall passes to seeing people they know from childhood, it's no surprise these two have had a crazy lifestyle journey. And we're back at the sex apartment. Last week, we kind of jumped into the whole panda whore thing a little too quickly, so we didn't get to know our guests. So, back again this week. Welcome back, Ranjan and Chelsea. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Thank you for having us. (laughs) Welcome, welcome. Hello. Let's start with how you guys actually got into the lifestyle and who discovered it. And I was just telling that story last night. You tell. We picked up a single dude at a pool in Las Vegas. His texts were very suggestive. We were there for a concert and we were in the middle of us having sex and he texts us and the text message was very flirty. And I was like, hey, this person's interested in doing something. You want to do something crazy? And And she's like, like, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I now could, had you guys ever discussed this at all or no. bedroom talk or anything? So no, bedroom no. talk. Yes, bedroom talk, but not a specific situation that we were yeah, we never talked looking to, to try. actually bring anyone else in or anything like that. As far as relationships go, I was much more experienced with relationships than she was. She was relatively uh, inexperienced when it came to that stuff. And so. sex. And sex, <laughs> yeah. We ended up having our first threesome. In retrospect, probably a terrible experience, but. Because it was our first, it was kind of fun. I would say the, that first experience, as long as it doesn't go horribly wrong, yeah. is always looked at as amazing. Right. And exactly. Look what we did, and it's something you can use over and over again and yeah. catapult you into the future. Yeah, exactly. and it gave us a little taste. Yeah. And then apparently not all that happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. No. <laughs> so, so let's, before we move on from there, what made it not the best? Well, he had performance issues, which we would come to find is very common. And then also, um, he said he had a hall pass, which you never know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, in Vegas. Yeah, I'm alone. Yeah. Yeah, And he travels for work. And he had a tattoo of his wife's name right above his penis. Oh, okay. I see that. Well, it didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) It didn't work. That was like a double or triple entendre. The penis didn't work, but like the... That tattoo I thought about. The, the, uh... The the staking of the claim didn't work. <laughs> hall pass worked. Yeah, I guess, yeah. We've learned since we don't honor hall passes. Exactly. <laughs> so you head home. Yes. And then we downloaded all the apps, started trying to play the field, and it was terrible. I swear swingers are like cats. And hurting them is 10 times worse. We had a couple of experiences here and there where we finally got to meet up with people or whatever. But like there's so many tire kickers and picture collectors, collectors, people that were fake or just fantasizing. That is a huge issue with a lot of the apps, especially when you can have a free profile. People that get scared, like Mm -hmm. cold feet. 
Oh my goodness, yeah. One of our dates ended up dragging us to a lifestyle club, which was uh, about 40 minutes out of our city. And we tried it. We had a pretty decent time. I mean, nothing to do with the company, but like we just did not expect what a lifestyle club would be like. We just had this vision in our head of shag carpet, like gross <laughs> surfaces you don't little, want to touch. It was a little dingy, but not, I mean, it, not like we imagined. Yeah, it wasn't nearly as bad as we imagined it would be. I mean, it was a great, it was a great time. Mm-hmm. We're like, well, there's one of these clubs literally five minutes from our house, and we essentially moved into that place and went there every weekend for for years years, yeah i have heard you guys dubbed the mayors of that club so (laughs) no no Uh, sadly uh, there's been a passing of the guard Uh, well not sadly Uh, Sadly. a little sadly it was a great experience and it was formative for us it was nice it was a Um, great experience but now we need something with a little more freedom, which is why we prefer the hotel takeovers and stuff like that. Okay. With the club experience, you're limited to the hours of like, say, 92 or 93, right? Yeah. We really like the freedom that comes with like having a weekend to build that sexy energy. Okay. No one to be like, hey, it's time to go. And yeah. like the freedom too. Like the first time we went to a hotel takeover, like we were at a pool party and he did not expect it, but I just felt free enough around all the lifestyle people to just get naked. And he usually has to take this off, do this. You know? Well, I used to. But, yeah, not anymore. <laughs> I was like going to say, hang on. <laughs> I remember when I met you. And <laughs> in the beginning. But I just felt comfortable enough to get naked in the pool and just re- like fully relax, you know, because well, it's all lifestyle people. Well, there, there's something to be said for when you, have the whole space and it's yours right like so i mean like whereas with the club of course like it's yours but it's still a club that you're visiting you're a member of a club mm-hmm. but like when it's a, a takeover like that you you do feel a little bit of a, a more ownership of the space and how free you can be exactly and of course we've done things that would get us kicked out of any decent hotel <laughs> and even bad ones and even bad ones <laughs> so your first experience was with a single male yes mm-hmm. Did you continue down the path of single males at that point for a while? or? Uh, well, because I was more experienced when it came to relationships, it was easier for her. We continued with hot wifing for quite a while. Plus, that was definitely one of my fantasies as well, until she found the confidence in our relationship. And we went through those steps that you go through when you're first entering the lifestyle, where you're finding where your boundaries are, what your comfort levels are with certain things. and. Let's talk about those. We really don't touch a lot on that here. And I think it's something that we should. It's very important. And he gave me all the time in the world that I needed. It was very important that we move at the person's who's less comfortable pace. Pace, Mm -hmm. yeah. We did that. And what's funny is from the apps, when she was first comfortable with me playing as well, the first couple that we found a four-way match with was a couple that played separately. And that was oh, like opposite. Wow. Yeah. Like and we started opposite. <laughs> we did. Like, of course, because of the whole pretty woman thing, our rules at in the beginning were no kissing and then no oral. So it was no like, kissing or oral. Yeah. So straight wow. to penetrative. Sex. I, I have, <laughs> I have like, never heard that one. Before. It was, we did, we did things back. Uh, we did. <laughs> it's like separate rooms and nothing but sex. Just and, sex. uh, <laughs> And to be clear, that's nothing but sex, not butt sex. But, okay. right. <laughs> but we are. Because that would be totally backwards now. <laughs> right? Yeah. Actually, yeah. So it could have been worse. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Christian way. It's how yeah. we do <laughs> uh, The old uh, poop oh, We just got canceled. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> I mean, if that's the worst thing, I mean, 
But yeah, so we, we did do do things a little backwards, but it was still a good experience. And then So you guys actually broke off separately to play and it yeah, wasn't like did. one came and then the other. I've heard stories of a couple says, Oh yeah, we play separately and the guy would be like, Okay, I'll come first and yeah. then and then the yeah, wife doesn't exist and she never, never shows, shows up. up. Yep. Yeah. That wasn't the case. It happened at the same time. It was like a drug deal. It was like, you know. Uh, <laughs> oh, you got one, I got one, ready, yeah. go. Okay. Yeah. So uh, hostage exchange, if you will. Yeah. At first, because of the first time they wanted a hotel, so we went we went to a hotel we got rooms and they're on separate floors by virtue separate of just rooms, separate being floors. separate reservations well they didn't want to be near each other well we didn't know that at the time yeah and then we're like hey we have a two-bedroom apartment and we can still do the separate room thing they're like we can't be anywhere near each other and that like so that's a red flag now at the time wow. we're just like uh and then we didn't like, know. like walking out they, they didn't couldn't want to see, see us other. or each other Afterwards. now it's like fucking we Bells were like, going off yeah. all over the place. Yeah, it's like, I, like again, this isn't a video podcast, but I'm sitting here with my mouth wide open going. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> but it was still not that negative of an experience. No, it was no. still a good time. Did you speak to him much after that? I mean, what was we, the process of we that? We continued hooking up for a little while. <laughs> few dates here and there at we, the end what do they do do they well, even they, discuss it with they, each other or got, just this never fucking happened they started and, to get more and more comfortable okay well the uh, last time i think it was last time i hooked up with them brunchen and the woman were at one apartment and i was at the other apartment with the guy we came back and they were sitting at the picnic table and we're like oh let's go say hi and they were hesitant to even do that after like talk all as a group right wow. Wow. But they did sit down. They did. Which was much more which progress. Was, exactly. That <laughs> yeah. was a few dates in. So yeah. they did make progress. Now, did they that, just, when they got back together, did they, did they pretend it didn't happen? Did they discuss it? They I hate talking about other people during yeah. this, but I'm just so interested. I don't think they really, we didn't really discuss it. We just yeah. kind of had casual conversations. Yeah, okay. It was just casual conversation. They'd made a lot of progress. They couldn't even think of their partner with someone else exactly. at that point. And they and, were really sweet people. Like, yeah. they were great people. They just had a very different dynamic than where we used. They were newer than but, we realized, mm-hmm. which we were new. So how would we recognize so like, yeah. who's, okay. new, who's, who's seasoned? <laughs> and then uh, us not seeing them anymore had nothing to do with their dynamic no, or anything no. like that. They were, ironically enough, missionaries. <laughs> <laughs> And they I went on a like, mission wow. to like some <laughs> foreign country and uh, we didn't see them for a while and then we no. lost touch. But uh, in the meantime, overseeing them, because we saw them a few times over the course of like maybe a year, we discovered the the club uh, because, you know, we weren't committed to them. Of course, we continued dating and playing the field and that's how we ended up at the club. And and how long before you actually landed at a club? Four to six months. Okay. And now then, I want to try to get a better handle of this timeline. Yeah. So we have Vegas. Yes. We yes. come back. We download the apps. We start with single guys. Mm-hmm. So how then, long before from Vegas to that first new single guy? That was just a few weeks. I yeah. think well, after we got back, it was like a month. We started like picking up dates. And then we'd picked up either singles or she would play with couples. Mm-hmm. And our date at the first club was a couple mm-hmm. where she played and I didn't. And then by the time we made it to our closer club, we were still hot wifing mostly. And then she ended up becoming more and more comfortable with the idea of me playing. And that was due to that first couple that we matched with and played separately with. The first time we ended up playing at the club, because we were hot wifing, we'd worked our way up to the group room. And that's where she would play. We'd get a huge group scene going. I was going to say we stopped in one room, then the second room was next like yeah, well we first started in the movie theater room then in a room with an open door and then we moved to the group room that was our first night at the club and after that every time we went back to that club it was straight to the group room one day we just went back with a random couple they're in the outside smoking area they were wild and well they were like well uh we're visiting your club i'm like oh how do you like it so far they're like it's all right people seem kind of i don't know shy or something and they're like 
what do you mean? And they're like, well, all I want to do is eat some pussy, and my partner here just wants to suck a cock. We can go. <laughs> <laughs> we can help I mean, you with that. Fine. You, we have those. That's so weird. I have a pussy that wants to be eaten. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> I, I, there is a solution here uh, <laughs> if we start hard enough. And uh, we, we took them to the back. At this point, we were soft swapping. And then they asked if we wanted to full swap. And I will note that your original rule was no oral. Yeah. So I know. We, they we, immediately we say. Yeah. Uh, we were like, thumbs up, thumbs down. Yeah, thumbs up, thumbs down. And he's like, yeah, let's go for it. So she got to watch me fuck for the first time. And I watched her fuck. And she, like for this, for it was a form of experience for her. She saw she really enjoyed watching me go. Which, you know, I'd already said. Because, like, you know, I'd been hot wifing for a while. So, like, for me, watching her go was always nice. And she got mm-hmm. to experience that. And I love And so that. after that, we've been big group sex, same room people. So, um Let's talk about the first single guy that actually was able to perform. Ooh, that's a good one. We still know him. Our <laughs> first night at the at the Closer Club. We met a few singles. I was trying to remember. Yeah, three, yeah, three, three singles. Actually, well, one is actually part of a couple. Mm-hmm. He was he was there actually with the hall pass, but we found out the hall pass <laughs> yeah. was valid. It uh, was the hall, valid. This the hall time. pass was valid. You need to bring pictures of the hall pass <laughs> yeah, and, and like, the wife yeah. actually holding <laughs> the hall yeah. pass. Yeah. And 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 with the, today's <laughs> newspaper. <Yep. laughs> Call the wife. But uh, no, since we've met the, the wife and played with her yes, as well, and yes. they're amazing people. And we've run into them socially outside too, uh, randomly. It's, 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 yeah. it's an interesting experience. But that was very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> What's that like? Sometimes it gets weird. So not with us specifically, but we ran into someone with our kids. And we heard them saying over the loudspeaker to the pharmacy or something. And no, she no, was no. like, glasses. that's what it was. Yeah. She was really weirded out that she saw us. And I was like, we're not going to say anything bad in front of your kids. Right. Like, it's not like we're like, like hey, just guys, like, your mom sucks a good right? dick. Like, we saw <laughs> you though. at this sex club. <laughs> she definitely but did. But she was kind of freaked out. And she, she didn't was. talk to us too long, kind of ran away. And we're like, okay, well, there's certain couples. Oh, I have way better stories than that, though. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but there's a couple couples, like the one we saw at the flea market. Oh, yeah. We've seen them in public a few times. And it's been perfectly normal. A car show, Costco. Yeah. And that's probably fine. Costco like, is okay. a hot spot for really lifestyle is. people sometimes. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Like, we've seen so many people. Our local Costco. Costco, we run into like seven or eight couples. <laughs> so it depends well, on the like couple. I really hate this because like we never sense. run into really? anybody. We never wow. run into anybody, and I've never run into anybody that I work with. That's funny. Oh, wow. And it's just I've I, only, it's both things that I desperately want to do. I've only run into one person that I used to work with. I don't think you've run into anybody that you've worked with. Last night, a random fellow was describing my mom's office building <laughs> that's about. 120 miles from here. Uh, okay. He's like, oh yeah, I have a basement on the uh, basement apartment. I was like, yep, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Sold to a dentist. He's like, yeah. Like knew her name, everything. Yeah. Like, for us, like he doesn't get too awkward. About oh, no, it no, no I think it's I, I, it's funny. And this is one of my favorite stories. So we obviously kickstarted our journey in the lifestyle properly in Pittsburgh. Since then, we went eastward. We started doing the friction takeovers in Philly, and then we parted in DC, and then like along the East Coast a lot. And then my dad had to have heart surgery at one point in Columbus. So we went to Columbus and I checked him into the hospital and this is uh, 2020 right before Thanksgiving and they <sighs> shut everything down. Mm-hmm. And like, we just booked our hotel room for like two weeks because like we knew we were going to be there a while. We didn't get a chance to go to any clubs or anything. Cause everything no, cause shut we down. were going to go. And then our, it was like the Princeton. Yeah. And then they had the early curfews. There's so a curfew, like, 10 o'clock curfew. Gonna... So we sought out a meet and greet on a Thursday because we're, you know, we're in town and bored. We go to this meet and greet. We, we message them first. We're like, cause you know, this is right in the this earlier stages of COVID. I understand people were very weary of meeting 
meeting people from outside and stuff like that. The people were like, yeah, we'll meet outsiders. Feel free to come and, you know, visit. Because most were from Columbus, too. Yeah. They, they, well, I mean, it was all Columbus couples. Mm-hmm. So we meet them at this bar. When we show up, we seek out the people running it. It was kind of funny because they gave us a weird compliment. Oh, you're the Pittsburgh couple. We saw your pictures and we didn't think you were real. <laughs> wow. Because <laughs> that's such crazy photos. Yeah, because, well, we do. Well, I, the, I will say your photos are a bit over the top. I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree <laughs> oh, with that. You, <laughs> I was like, that is like the most interesting thing I've heard. Uh, They're like, you're actually real. You're actually real. I was like, did you think we were bots? I meet this couple, the, the guy and his wife. Uh, he goes to introduce me to the people sitting next to him. He's like, what was your name again? I was like, Runjan. And then the wife perks up. She just met me, she's but like, like, it was just like, oh, hi, hello. And she's like, she literally says, did you say Runjan? And then reads out my full name. What the fuck? Uh, <laughs> like, now keep yes. in mind, we're from Pittsburgh. I moved to Pittsburgh for college from like, you know, 70 miles away. We are 120 miles past where I moved from. So we are mm-hmm. almost 200 miles from home. And this lady just reads out my full friggin' name to me after two seconds of knowing me. <laughs> I'm shocked. And she's like, it's me. And I look at her and I realize I did know this lady. She'd changed over the years, but she literally used to work for my dad. She, she would took drive me him to, to school. school. Wow. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it was like, I was like, oh my God, is this awkward? And she's like, no. And she's like, are you awkward? I was like, no. And then like, you know, she continued doing the host thing and she ended up on the other side of the bar. And I was like, I got her husband. With I was like, she's okay. Right. She's like, You're yeah. Like, is this awkward? It definitely wasn't because them and 12 other people followed us back to our hotel room. <laughs> Um, and she then took you to school. No, yeah. <laughs> I was the that bus was driver. Then. Yeah. Okay. All right. It was a great experience. Uh, honestly, we, we learned that Columbus likes to party. We they really do. It's like a Mecca for swingers. Haven't even like been crazy. back to a club there because yeah. it's tough for us not to have a date there from the, these people that we met. It's, it, it was, it was a pretty interesting experience. Couple couples like we'll literally set up hotel parties for us. We'll go and they'll have three other couples just ready to go. We'll eat yeah, dinner, we'll, go to a hotel and we're like, okay. Yeah. We'll text them and be like, set. Hey, we'll be in Columbus in like three hours there will be like three couples waiting at the bar for us pre-vetted they already know like what we look like they're like here you go they've been filtered because I'm a smoker and a lot of people don't like smokers wait, and no. people continue like- to gift things to all the people right. that we know I was like yeah. wait this trumps gifting yeah. a unicorn <laughs> Columbus has been awesome yeah it was great it was an adventure but that was in a, in a time I ran into someone I knew from the vanilla realm and it definitely wasn't awkward no. it, was, it was great and that totally could have been awesome. awkward like oh, that yeah. was definitely Definitely, yeah. That was like a child. I knew you as a ch- yeah, yeah. <laughs> as a child. It could have been. What you get out of the lifestyle depends on what you put into mm-hmm. it, right? Yeah. And it's what you make it. Yeah. There's some people that are in it for like not great reasons, or maybe they're inexperienced mm-hmm. and they're very nervous. But like once you find that comfortability with things, I don't think these things have to be awkward. Even when you come across people that maybe you've locked horns with in the past, mm-hmm. it yeah. doesn't have to be bad. You're all yeah. there for the same reason, right? Yeah, for the same reason. Yeah, it is what you make of it and in this case it was, it was amazing it was a great time and people in lifestyle are very careful with privacy they know, you know yeah. people have separate lives like, they have that mutually assured destruction exactly. I guess. Yeah. they kept us nuclear free in the 80s i guess right <laughs> worked with russia works with swingers exactly perfect yeah no one will bomb each other because we'll out ourselves, <laughs> we'll out ourselves at the same time. <laughs> so let's get into details of your first group experience because Ooh. you guys seem to be 
That's a good Big question. on group play. That is a good question. Yes. So how did we transition from no kissing, no oral, yeah. single guys only to, okay, now, That's a good question. now we are the king and queen of group play. I wouldn't say we're king and queen of now. group play. We're the jesters of group we're play. We're the jesters. <laughs> and I wouldn't argue that. We're cheerleaders. And, uh, I like to be a princess, okay? Okay. You can be a jester. <laughs> okay, Chelsea's the princess. I'm the, I'm the jester. Okay, so our home club, the one five minutes from our house, it had a design flaw when it was built, in my opinion. The playrooms were very small. They barely fit a bed and a nightstand. Not ventilated very well. Not ventilated low ceiling. So any more than three people, it was dick-meltingly hot. Yeah. So as a result, the culture at that club heavily favored the group room and now what is now the couple's room. And that club is unique in that aspect. Most clubs, I'd say maybe half the crowd or less favors the group or public play area. Some clubs, like the the first club we went to, I'd say maybe 5% of the people would use the public play areas. And it's still that way. But, but the one that's just a few minutes from our house, it was heavily skewed in favor of that group. We found that's worked in our favor, being raised in that crucible, right? We we earned our stripes in, uh, <laughs> in the heat of combat, right, <laughs> with, uh, with group play. And so when we go places, that's where we go. That's where we make our friends. When we visit a new club, we went to House of Black, San Diego yeah. for Comic-Con. We walked in. We were there late because we were at Comic-Con. I was going to say, I could totally <laughs> picture you guys at Comic-Con. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, that's literally awesome. the same. So we, we camped out for two days to go to the Marvel panel at Hall H. Wow. And then we get home back to our Airbnb and we're exhausted. And we're like, oh, my God, the bed. Shower so nice. And I was like, I was but like, also, <laughs> there's a lifestyle club not far from here. We're so like falling asleep. We on the reused Uber there, our, like, yeah, we reused our, our our cosplays from Comic Con <laughs> as our our outfits. At a little the less club. clothing, yeah, yeah, a little more revealing, I guess. <laughs> and we ended up there, of course, late. And we just we we got our tour, went straight to the group room, played in there, and then you know we just wanted to check it off our bucket list. You know, we played with a couple you know random people. Shells discovered the uh, rechargeable wand that the night. The magic wand. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, we, we'd seen the plug-in one, but the rechargeable one, someone came by and just plopped on her. And she's That's like, what the is the first this? time I scored it, right? Like a little. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and then, you know, we, we thought the night was over. We got called back. Oh, we went to the little smoking deck and we're hanging out and socializing and meeting people after the sex, which is, you know, one of the things we do, apparently. We got summoned back into the group room by people they're like someone's asking for you we're like we don't know people here (laughs) it's by uh, costume it's fine it's like you two uh, in the back okay well we're told we're gonna do what you know who are we to say okay so the one rule at house of block and like on the website and everything on the tickets and everything it's like at 2 a.m you have to go home like you You gotta go there's zero tolerance like we close it too because it was in a like a corporate office park and stuff like that and so this is like 1 30 we're being summoned back to this room and we go and there's one of the couples, the one with the wand, and another couple, uh, very attractive people, and mm-hmm. they they're like, "Come play with us," and we're not going to say no. <laughs> so we're playing, and Charles like, "Well, should we check on the time?" I was like, "I'm sure, you know, someone will let us know if we ever stay." And we can see. Across. And then that's the other thing about that club, I guess, because of the legalities of having a lifestyle club there, everything had to be for exhibition or something. I don't it was know, very interesting. That so floor to ceiling glass walls. And the curtains were not allowed to be drawn. It had to be open. So everything was a show. And I could look through our window and I saw a catty corner in another room. There was a couple playing in there. I was like, well, those guys are playing. I think we're okay. I think we're good. Yeah, the six of us start playing. A guy comes in. He picks up our trash can, starts like tying off the back. He's like, do we need to go? And he's like, no, 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 you're good. Keep going, keep going, keep going. And then I I look and I see, I I look catty corner once again. And I see that couple still playing in that room. And everything's hunky-dory and we're playing. And time's passing. And I know it's definitely 
coming up on two, if not if past two. It had to be. And finally, the couple that invited us into the room, the one that, that had the one, they, they retired for the evening. They, they, they decided to leave. And uh, we continued playing with the other couple. And we're playing and we're playing. And then, like, Charles does a time check. You know, like, I'd gotten naked. I lost my wristwatch. Uh, you know, my phone's nowhere near me. <laughs> I, I have like, no idea what time it is. I'm but I'm a little sleepy. It feels, like, it feels late, right? And I'm like, yeah, it yeah. does. And I look catty corner, that couple's still playing in that one room. I was like, I think we're okay. <laughs> And we're playing and playing and playing. And eventually I was like, okay, now that's something. Yeah, it, it, it's late. Like Indeed. at the point he got tired. Yeah, <laughs> I'm tired. So I'm like kind of like going through my stuff. And I go, I walk over to the console where my stuff is. And I, I look at my watch and it says it's four in the morning. We're like, Whoa. oh, fuck. They're still on the bed. And I look at the corner. That couple's still playing in that room, by the way. But I look at the rest of the club. It is pitch black. It's empty. They closed. Like. Empty. They closed. There's not even no staff No music, there. no staff. Just the other couple fucking catty corner from we're like, oh <laughs> And so I bring this up. I'm like, guys, we're the only ones here besides that other couple we've been watching. And they're like, what do you mean? I was like, I think the staff went home. The couple we're with were like, oh, they took our IDs when we checked in. And I was like, oh, that oh, sounds like no. a problem. We're like, but our Uber's here. Our so Uber's uh... here. We got to go. <laughs> and we're from out of town. We didn't, we didn't want to get mixed up. They can come back there. Yeah, you they're, know, they're looking find right, our They're okay. Like. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, we we got out of there. But apparently, the one rule was not was a little more flexible than we thought. Yeah, that great, place was fucking awesome. It was like, a great oh, experience. We yeah, yeah nice. we did love it. Uh, clearly different than our club, where Pound fifteen minutes before you get the severe knocking, and then it just becomes more and more and severe. Then the lights come up, yeah. and then you're like vacuums going. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it's it, oh, that's that is, that's one reason we love the hotel takeovers mm-hmm. versus the club. More times don't have that. Nothing. Kills that sexy vibe that you've been oh building all night and having house lights come up hard half an hour before mm-hmm. close. Like, Oof, people hurts. cleaning around you. And you're like, oh, this is what it looks like. Right? <laughs> like, nobody looks pretty in that light. Oh, I just sobered right. up. Damn it. Yeah, you're yeah. like, dang it. <laughs> it's the worst. We just absolutely love the the hotel parties because yeah. your only time crunch is checkout. Sunday you know, morning Sunday or morning. Sunday afternoon. I mean, there, there's <laughs> other time crunches. Don't get me wrong. So what would you say your most awkward moment is then? Ooh. Chelsea's favorite stories. So she, uh, so in the early days when we downloaded the apps and stuff like that, she also ran a dirty snap. Oh, yeah. That is good. We met with this one dude that was in town from California. He was begging us, like snapping me an hour long, like, please come down. Please come see us. And I'm like, I don't know you like. Yeah. But at that point, we'd been stood up so many times that like we were refusing like, to even you know. Uber to a date to meet someone. Mm-hmm. So he sent us an Uber. And we're like, well, and that's free. Like, this we're has together. to be real at this yeah. point. <laughs> well, <laughs> we're I mean, together. Like, it's fine. Well, at this <laughs> point, we're not even out the cost of an Uber. No. What, 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 what harm is it going to be? What are we losing? Right? <laughs> yeah. We end up in his hotel room and it's, it's a gorgeous room. Actually. It was really nice. Yeah. And when time came to play... Once again, the the male performance anxiety kicked in. The favorite, maybe oh. awkward, but the favorite part Slash. of that story is what he shouted at himself. And down at his penis, he goes, work, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, oh boy. Uh, <laughs> we, you we, can't we, laugh in the moment, but that's like the yeah. best story. Yeah, <laughs> like, work, you stupid little piece of shit. Right. He called his dick a, a piece of shit. A piece of shit. <laughs> that was... Charles laughed about that one for oh, so long. Such a good story. Like, <laughs> like, I, was I don't best. know what to do. <laughs> right? Like, what do you do? You're just like, oh, well, we're going to go. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for the Uber. Yeah, right? yeah, thanks for the Uber. <laughs> is, the, is there another one waiting for us to go or is that are on we, us this time? Are we getting our own now? Like, <laughs> Every experience is in its own right. 
amazing. You know yeah. what I mean? And there's awkward moments, but we always laugh about it. Like we talk a lot during and everything. So we don't have too many awkward, awkward, but that's what makes us the gesture groups. Yeah. So we'll talk about the weather, our week. We'll How's your week you know, going? Like during a group sex session and we'll get, we'll get shouted at. Sometimes we have, they're like, stop talking. We're like, there's a lot of laughter mood. going on. You're for getting the me out of the mood. Right <laughs> Like, like, well, <laughs> if you're not enjoying it, you're right. doing it wrong. That's a thing. Why do you guys swing? So before we got in the lifestyle, uh, she was working a nine to five. I set my own schedule. But uh, the way the best way I can put this is I would start to get hungry at 530 because I knew she was going to be home. Soon. Our life was so routine. So boring. And boring. <laughs> Our Netflix queue was very small because we'd knocked out most of the streaming service. Watched everything. I don't want to say we're in a rut. Life was boring. And I feel like that's what a lot of people live and a lot of people that come to resent each other. It's because they let go of their youthful side. And the lifestyle mm-hmm. offers that. It does. You look, have something to look forward to every weekend, dressing up. Every weekend's Halloween, right? It's yeah. like, oh my God, I can't wait for Glow or I can't wait for the Red Party or I can't wait to see these people. We have so much adventure now. And our and social calendar, it's like we're booking for March at this point. Wow. It and I is. think keep doing it just because we have so much fun and it's brought us so much closer together. But we always say, like, if you're not having fun, what's the point, right? Yeah. Right. And over the years, this sounds terrible. And I say this to people sometimes when they're new, not necessarily as a warning. We've cycled a lot of our vanilla friends, almost all of them, out of the rotation. Now our social circle is mainly lifestyle people because they're people that you can be open with. Like completely and open. Lifestyle mm-hmm. people are the best people. They're not judging you. Not only are you sharing your most intimate experiences, it's, it's like a whole new tier of friendship Mm -hmm. you're so connected and you're like completely open with each other you know it's like a whole different thing and i wouldn't trade it for anything no you guys sent us things you should think about it's like Mm -hmm. would you change anything and i like it was resounding no like i would not not change anything like not you know in the beginning when i was a little what are we doing this for am i ready for this what is this gonna do to us for us any awkward moments or any like laughs that we had like i would not change any of it for the world even that like you know even if you could go back in time and tell yourself hey it's gonna be okay go ahead and try this stuff i think it's very important as long as you move at the right Mm -hmm. speed for what you're comfortable with and you end up with a solid foundation getting into the lifestyle it continues to be a positive experience now the community that we have right now is just we've built it for years but it's the best friends that we've ever had in our lives we love it. When we're strictly in the vanilla realm, we would never have friends be like, hey, we spent three months in Miami. Come down and hang out our house on us. Uh, we literally had that offer last night. I was yeah, like, wow. Last night, a couple like, made that offer to us. That's amazing. Just like open their house yep. to us. Come stay in our sunny, beautiful place. Like, yes, please. Like, <laughs> no, not this no, time of year. I don't want to. There's no snow in there. In the winter? Yeah. Why? What, miss out on all this wonderful right. cloudiness? <laughs> literally the best people we've ever met have been the lifestyle. Like, it's just an amazing amazing community every day is a new adventure mm-hmm. and people ask us like how do you have the energy to do it and it's because it gets our juices flowing you exactly know? It's it like, gives you life we look around uh, it keeps us younger i swear five years ago i was much more crickety oh, yeah. standing up hurt <laughs> all my check engine lights were going yeah. off mm-hmm. i think at some point but now it's just like i have something to do mm-hmm. and it's it's and it's not work it's mm-hmm. fun in yeah. the middle of the night like at a hotel takeover you just have that euphoric energy it just fuels you you know yeah. 
I will say three o'clock at the club is much different than three o'clock right. at the club. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's been a hell of an adventure. I would not yeah. trade it for anything. No, I, I wouldn't would change anything. Change anything. Like all the stuff we've gone through has got us closer, even with friends each other. And, and of course, amazing. once again, I, I do want to go back to this. It's not been all roses, mm-hmm. I guess. No, you know, no. of course, there's been bumps in the road, especially early on in our lifestyle journey. But the important thing is with communication and honesty and openness with each other first of all before anything else you address those things and you end up dealing with trauma that had been affecting you for years or decades you know even stuff that doesn't have anything to do with each other Mm -hmm. and you dig deep like you know i didn't even know you know things about me and i'm like okay if in that but we got through it together and that's all that matters a lot of stuff will come up in this lifestyle if you can get through it together that's where it's at so you mentioned bumps in the road what kind of things have you run into well, uh, a lot of it stems from insecurity on both mm-hmm. sides. A lot of times when couples have issues, it's it's insecurity. And it, it may not have anything to do with your current no. relationship even. It's with relationships mm-hmm. in the past or it could be your upbringing or yeah. your friend circle. When you're mm-hmm. children, you have no way to know until, until it comes up. Things. And then you're like, well, I've got to deal with this. <laughs> yeah. And it's not like, oh, I have to deal with this. No, it's like, no, no. Oh, I that makes sense. Oh, this, now I understand. Why. You okay. get to the why. You yeah. Because I did have a little jealousy in the beginning. I'll admit it. I mean, it's but, normal. Um, it is. It, it's part of deprogramming because, mm-hmm. you know, we're we're brought up with this hallmark mm-hmm. ideal of... You meet your number one and stay together forever, get married, have kids, yep. that's it. But of course, not just that. The thought of sharing your number mm-hmm. one. Uh, for and instance, not, not owning that person. For know, as, like, as a male, like toxic masculinity is right there. It's like, listen, if right anybody, right. if your partner so much as looks at another person, you're not a man, mm-hmm. right? Right. You're not enough for her. That's not the case at no. all. But that's the way movies portray them to be. Right. Books portray it to be. We're, we're conditioned to feel this way. And you have to break through all that. So not all of it, it comes from like childhood trauma, no, of no. course. Some of it is active social Just, programming. Mm, yep. um, it's a lot to break through, yeah. too. Religious upbringing. Yeah, Catholic you know. upbringing. Like, yeah. I know that story. <laughs> a lot of that stuff. And we found our relationship is so much more fulfilling after we open things so up. So much stronger. Our communication is like top of line right now. Yeah. And then, <laughs> of course, now we're accomplishing goals as couples. You know, we're wingmanning each other. <laughs> I don't want to say I'm the goose to her maverick because that did not end well for goose. No, it did not. But I definitely wingman the hell out of her oh, yeah. uh, in uh, our last takeover. Yeah. I shoved him into a whole pile of people. Yeah. Uh, because- Got that going. Because I had a, I have a crush. Well, I mean, it's still a crush, but like I've kind of played with them now at least. But you kind got me into that. Them. I haven't full on, you know. Oh, I wasn't paying attention because I definitely was. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> but, you know, now now we're accomplishing things together in a way we never would have dreamed we would have oh, yeah. before. Mm-hmm. And it's it's amazing. I guess the worst part would be, what if we scratch off everything off that bucket list? And then you're like, well, we don't have any more goals left. So what's <laughs> left on the bucket list? Actually, nothing at this point. I was going to say. Right now, we're just doing it all again. I mean, I would say (laughs) we're just repeating. Do better. I uh, I still would like to fuck a fireman. In the lifestyle, I'm surprised that this is a challenge. Like in his whole Oh, in his turnout gear. I would very much like that. Okay. But it doesn't have to be, but that would be awesome, too. I have a fireman fetish. So I didn't tell you this, but the host of our Christmas party on Friday, her ex-husband is a fireman. Oh, she was telling me that. She said he would turn up. 
wow. She could convince him to she show up convince. and just turn out. And yeah. I was like, okay, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> we know two firemen. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have to get their contact info. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, we should just have an all fireman party. Right. Because I do hey, know. Done. And they would. Right. <laughs> I know a lady fireman. That's why I'm like really surprised that you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's hard to find. There's a few firemen that we have known for years, even an hour away from us, but we haven't gotten to nail them down. Well, it's, so it's only a been a couple. Also, since we host, just light your house on fire. Right? Oh, I know. Right? That's what I need. Mean. He says no every time I just die. Call you know, like, you oh, there's a, a fire, whole, but it's right here for you. <laughs> All my stuff is in there, guys. <laughs> Come on, like, just, just like you know, a wave a of the like smoke. By exactly. And spent, he's like, no, no, don't do that. I spent years collecting this clutter. It's a bad idea. Please don't burn it down. I encourage all of his ideas. <laughs> he says, no, no, no. But my ideas are good. Oh my God. I'm down for a all-fireman party. Oh, I am totally shocked here. <laughs> As they were saying that, I was actually trying to do the math in my head, and I'm pretty confident that you have had sex more times with a fireman than any other profession. <laughs> Assuming you take out me. <laughs> And you're not a fireman. No, I am not. <laughs> or we could have fulfilled that fantasy immediately. Oh well. But not in turnout gear. So I mean, if, if I was we a fireman, had an I wouldn't all have fireman it. party. Then they're all coming in their gear because what would be the point I, otherwise? I, I, it's the whole saving a damsel that. in distress thing, isn't it? Like, isn't it a weird? You know, like, oh, I'm stuck in this fire. Help me! And then it's some. Um, it's a weird way to help. Sexy man, <laughs> and <laughs> it's not the hose we were expecting, sir. And, you know, the picture here's proof positive of how a fantasy being played out in real life versus in fantasy land is completely different. Because <laughs> if I couldn't breathe and breathing in smoke is a real fire and he's really actually all dressed to the nines and he's got his oxygen mask on and all that, other, that's not as sexy. No. I want... You know, suspenders, no shirt, you, sweat. You want fireman <laughs> calendar. Yes. Fair enough. <laughs> so they started this episode. <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you okay to move on from your fireman? I'm getting there. Okay. <laughs> okay, go ahead. First experience. Guy with the hall pass. Yes. He doesn't perform well, if at all, yet they still loved every bit. I think it's amazing how no matter how a first experience goes, the fact that you're in that sexually charged fantasy fulfilling environment makes it an exceptional, memorable experience. I think initially they felt it was an exceptional experience, but now looking back on it, they're noticing things that are somewhat red flags or maybe things they should have caught on to before it even got to a bedroom situation. So there are so many things in this experience I want to talk about. So first of all, the hall pass. They mentioned that he had a hall pass. And that he told them that. Mm -hmm. And that now in their lifestyle journey, knowing that, that they would not honor a hall pass. And I want to know what your thoughts are on that. If somebody came to us and said they had a hall pass, where are you at? Uh, go lay down, dear. <laughs> 100% if the person is from out of town. 90% if the person is from in town and there's no way our paths are going to cross. And then if it's somebody we know and... 
there's a possibility this could go south that I start to drop drastically. I just find it interesting that initially early on in your swinging journey, and I find this with not just us, but with many people we talk to, that you're willing to accept a lot more red flag situations where after you've been doing it a while, you're like, yeah, that's definitely not something I'm going to go for now versus when you first start, you're like, okay, I'm just going to let that go. Or maybe that's a little weird or maybe that's just them or we don't know how the swinging thing works. Maybe that's, you know, how it goes or uh, you justify it away. And then I'm a firm believer in the fact that more than half the single guys out there are in a committed relationship that they are not being sexually fulfilled in. In my book, a single guy that's in a committed relationship is much safer than a single guy that's actually single and maybe trying his best to get his foot in the door in a relationship with somebody who is more sexually inclined. Okay, I can see that. So as far as I'm concerned, somebody who's in a committed relationship is literally the perfect ideal play toy as long as we can avoid the repercussions from the wife if she finds out. And that's where I'm at. See, so yes, from the perspective of sure, he's in a committed relationship and that means he's essentially taken, then you don't have to worry about the other portion of the falling in love and the other Mm -hmm. stuff. But then you have this other entity to him that either doesn't know or is kind of in this weird she knows but she doesn't really know or you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and then she finds some sort of text or she follows him one day and that's why I'm also of the opinion that with single guys you limit that interaction to letting them reach out to you and you respond at that point you don't reach out to single guys I understand that it's slippery slope and I also love the fact that we have the sex apartment which isn't our house and that works if, if they us, follow but... them to a spot, they can't get in the door and it's, hey, it's one of 50 plus units here. Good luck. <laughs> Figure it out. Oh, gosh. I don't know. So I'm just saying, so besides the hall pass thing, <laughs> I have to mention the tattoo of the name of his penis. Um <laughs> I'm a little confused. Runjun says it was like a staking her claim kind of thing, but obviously he's the one who had to sit down and get the name put there. Yeah. So obviously it's something <laughs> that he wanted to do enough so- to sit through a tattoo. But I, <laughs> I just want to know if you would do that for me. <laughs> and you're taking way too long to answer. I, so I'm the try- answer is clearly no. <laughs> I don't think a tattoo over my penis is going to be my first tattoo that I can sit through. <laughs> no, why not? I really don't. It would be the sacrifice that you make for me, dear. Why would one pick over my penis? And no one would. <laughs> and I don't exactly want you to put I'm one there. I was out. just trying to figure out if you would or not. That's all. And I definitely don't want my name there. Like you said, he thought it was staking a claim. I, I don't know. Is that really? Or is it just name? I Maybe he it, like she's she's going down. Name? I'm like, that's my, that's my name. That's my name. That's my name. What's what's the point? <laughs> After this tattooed single guy, they immediately go back home and start trying to find people and discover how difficult the apps can be with picture yes. collectors, fake people, people that are just testing the waters but not really ready to meet. I think we all go through it, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of almost a weird swinger rite of passage is that you almost start to learn what fake profiles look like. Yep. You learn what somebody who's going to flake on you kind of starts to sound like. You start to learn like the questions
questions people ask when they're off, when they're weird. And then you start to learn what to look for and what you like in interactions and stuff like that. I Unfortunately, I wish there was a way you could sift through all the junk and find all the good stuff right away. But And that's pretty much what the certifications are for. And I have found that if I run into somebody who's certified by somebody I know, mm-hmm. then I am a hundred times more likely to reach out to them. Yeah, but again, you have way. to know somebody who certified them right. too. So yep. then there's that whole building, that yep. group of people that you know that who might be out there certifying people. I, I think <laughs> you you put it great as far as it's a rite of passage. And I'm curious how many couples just get so frustrated with the process that, that they, just give up and right. they're, well, I'm done. They're out. Maybe one partner was kind of dangling on the edge and was like, okay, we'll give it a try. And then one or two no-shows or bad experiences. And Mm -hmm. all right, fuck it, we're out. Yeah, I can't tell you how envious I am of people that choose to go to a club for their first experience and get to see, okay, wow, this is a real thing. There's dozens of other couples just like us. We're not alone. And then maybe you go through some struggles after that, but at least that first step is you get to see, okay, there are real people. There are real attractive people. There are people that I'm interested in. Even in the most perfect setup situation, it can still go awry and you can still give up on the lifestyle and maybe not know what you're missing if you don't give it a full chance. You know, it's just the luck of the draw, really, like who, where you end up and what you find and who you meet. Mm-hmm. And if it all kind of works in your favor, you probably keep coming back. And if it doesn't, you're apt to go a different direction. And mm-hmm. that could mean giving it all up. So I agree. I'm also curious how many of these couples start off as hot wifing because I know you did yeah. in some of my relationships that was the case I, there. Unfortunately it's the easy sell for a guy who wants to get into the lifestyle and he wants to convince his wife to do the same and if his wife is hesitant in any way this is the way to say I'm not trying to get in this for me I'm getting in this for the sexy part that you're going to bring to this and that may help build his wife up in her thoughts and feelings about her herself her self-esteem might be built up a little bit by hearing that and therefore kind of upping the chances that it's going to happen now if you're not legitimately actually getting into the lifestyle because of the sexy hotness that your wife's going to bring to it and you're just trying to get in the lifestyle to fuck other women and and you're trying to convince your wife otherwise, then it's going to come through at some point along I'm the line and it's going to be say, really bad. If you're, but, not, if you're not interested and excited to watch your wife get fucked, she's going to know starting that way is going to be <laughs> yes. real hard. For me, it took me years just to think of the hot wifing as a possibility, but because it was something I could fantasize about and we could use in the bedroom and it was a sexy idea, it was something I could wrap my head around versus somebody coming to me and saying, yeah, I would have so zoned in on the fact that he said I want to fuck other people too. Now, I will say in your ex-husband's situation, I'm 100% confident that he was very excited by the idea of you fucking other people. Absolutely. Absolutely. There was no question. No question that he was very excited about that. Now, after we got into it and then things he was getting to see me do that, his feelings did start to change in a sense that there was jealousy for the unforeseen benefits that I was getting out Mm -hmm. of it. And that those unforeseen benefits were things like my self-esteem was like blown up. All of these guys were reaching out and I was 
constantly able to have somebody talking to me at all given times telling me how beautiful I was how much they wanted me and all this and so it was great for me and that was all parts that we didn't foresee happening right. well in his head he was just going to watch you get fucked and then you guys would and go that was it day. yeah <laughs> and so there was all these random side benefits that I was getting and then he just could not mentally handle neither of us were prepared for I will say neither of us were. Right. And then when it came down to it, then he got mad that he wasn't getting the same thing. Then he began to look for females who would give him that. And then unfortunately, in that search, he was beginning to search for something more that mm-hmm. wasn't lifestyle. Right. But in the beginning, their first swap experience was a separate location couple. Yes. And it's- I'm not big on the separate location. No. Again, for me, if I was ranking the what I enjoy, watching you have sex is higher and I would almost say drastically higher than me actually having sex. So while I would enjoy going to have sex with somebody or while I do enjoy having sex with people, not being there while you're having sex would be a downside for me. And that's the way you've been since the inception of our relationship. But I'm curious if that was... The way you were in other relationships. In my past relationships, no, I didn't always have to be there. I did request videos or detailed stories and never got anywhere near what I was picturing or hoping to get. But I know that's been a rule for us since the beginning, and we've both stood by it hardcore, but we've both stood by it because we have our pasts to learn from. Mm -hmm. This is one of those things where red flags would show up for us now that we would say, like if this were a couple we had met and they said, yeah, we're great for full swap, but we have to be in completely different rooms and likely completely different areas altogether, not even in the same house or whatever. This would be a huge red flag for I, us. Honestly, for me, it'd just be a huge list of questions. Like, so when you guys get back together, what do you do? And how does, do you just pretend it didn't well, happen? That, is this just for your own time? That would be <laughs> for the sex apartment podcast. No, I, that wouldn't even be. That would, yes, if, it would. On a you first know that- date, I 100% would have asked that question. That's true. That is true. You'd be very curious but early on in our relationships like had this couple came up to me and my ex and had this couple come up to you and your ex would this have been a situation you would have signed up for yes and i would say the same thing Mm -hmm. but today knowing what we know no i don't think we would i would be more open to the two of us joining them one at a time where if they need to be separate fine right but we're still going to stay together and okay be part of that. I okay. think that's more. But again, likely. something we have learned over our time in the lifestyle. And this is the question that I want to ask you from all of this. What red flags would you say would raise your eyebrow today and make you say eh, or slow down or pump the brakes or any hesitation? My biggest one is we're trying to fix our relationship. But versus when you first started, whereas maybe when you first started, you would have said oh okay we'll give it a try yeah, I, I would say oh that makes sense yeah this this is great for our relationship so that would work for years now having seen the vast majority of the we're trying to fix our relationship now we're trying to spice up the bedroom is different i feel than trying to fix our relationship oh definitely i agree with that yeah i would have said oh yeah sure let's give that a try that's that's that wouldn't bother me today i hear that and i just like to sit back and watch it blow up because i know it's going to i would say any amount of jealousy oh for sure if that's, I that's see... a given if 
Well, I'm just saying in uh, you, you early may, yeah, on, right. I would not have thought that that was a red flag. I would have just thought, oh, that's now, just how When you say are. any amount of jealousy, you mean any amount of jealousy that is spoken out loud? Yeah, that's... Because there's that little tinge of jealousy that everybody feels no matter what. Well, that's what I'm saying. So early on in the lifestyle, I would have said, oh, maybe that's their thing. Maybe jealousy is mm-hmm. what drives them. There are those people who enjoy that being jealous when you're out with your partner sure. and then coming home with them and then kind of having that moment of, you know, claiming them again and the, making the reclaiming them all right, and the talking about how hot it was to see how much that person wanted you and all that. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I'm saying like the awkward jealousy, the jealousy that they put out there in an atmosphere that is very Def- much not definitely that. over the top comments. Yeah. Would- I mean it more as a red flag for me where I'm like, okay, eesh, I'm going to take a step back from this couple because they are not ready to experience the lifestyle in the sense that I experience it. And because I see it that way or because that's my perspective, I don't want to be a part of that because I don't know how to experience it that way. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I don't know how to come at this from a jealous perspective and still get through. I don't know how to navigate that. Versus with us, I'm not, I've not been jealous of you in a situation enough to make other people uncomfortable or, you know, where it's not something I can't figure out my feelings around and then go to you and talk to you later. Where if it's so much so in the situation at that moment, then I feel like, okay. And that's something I've learned along the way, not necessarily something I would have picked up early on. Mm -hmm. I do want to mention that Ranjan says to go at the pace of the most uncomfortable person. It's worth highlighting and underlining and bolding because we just mentioned how starting off, you're really just not aware of all of the different things that are going to come at you to speed up the pace of the person who's most uncomfortable and try to push them past their boundaries. You're just going to It is the best way to make shut things the whole worse. thing down. And I hear a lot of and I see a lot of the uncomfortable people out and about like the newbies the people who are out there trying to start this off you can see which one's not the one who brought it up you can see which one is not as comfortable as as the other for sure and it even makes the people around you more uncomfortable when you're pushing that uncomfortable person past their comfort zones. So I think it's just worth highlighting and saying again is just go at the pace of the person who is most uncomfortable. 100%. And if that means super tiny, tiny baby steps, then super tiny, tiny baby steps. Even if you're stuck at the same step for a really, really, really almost forever long time. Yeah. The best way to shut this down is to make that person who's somewhat uncomfortable, 100% uncomfortable, and then it's done. And then no more. Yep. Yeah. I agree. And I just love that he mentioned that because it sounds like Ranjan really slowed his pace down to meet Chelsea where she was at and to continue on with her rate. And then look at where they ended up. I mean, they're freaking crazy. (laughs) (laughs) That they are. (laughs) They are always out having like a ridiculous time. And, you know, so it just goes to show, go at a slow pace. Yep. You know, it'll get you where you want to go or where you're meant to be at least. Right. Speaking of uncomfortable stuff. Boy. I am so jealous that they have gotten to run into people that they know from the outside world. <laughs> I knew you would be jealous and, of that. And I don't care if it's uncomfortable. I desperately want to do it. And his running into you story happened in Columbus. And I do want to say the fact that he mentioned Columbus is full of swingers and all that. Columbus is in the top three of our cities every single episode in listeners. So shout out Columbus. Oh, hey, 
Columbus. <laughs> I've picked up somewhat of a pattern with our guests who have been swingers for longer period of time and have more and more and more stories, maybe a lot of stories and maybe a lot of experiences versus our newer, fewer experienced mm-hmm. couples. And what I've noticed is that the more experiences the swingers have under the belt, the less likely they are to remember the hot, sexy situations and the more likely they are to remember the goofy, awkward situations. I totally agree. So it's like they're having a lot of hot, sexy situations and one doesn't really necessarily stand out from the next. They just have a ton of hot, sexy situations. And the only ones that are standing out are the ones where something really goofy happens or something that makes it stand out in their memory. Now, I feel we have a lot of experiences. Mm-hmm. Yet there is something I can pick out about 95 to 99% of them that I remember as a very sexy moment. Yeah. So maybe we haven't had enough or maybe everyone isn't just as crazy as can be or what. I don't know. But well, and f- for me, I agree. I think there are definitely hot moments in almost every one of our situations that will stand out in my memory, like something specific about that. There's definitely a highlight reel from every Every experience. time, yes. yeah. But when I'm going to share my stories with somebody, I can't just say this one little piece that was so hot. Like, oh, I remember the time he pulled my hands behind my back and pulled my hair at the same time you know like I don't know whatever it was that made me think that particular situation was hot because I can't relay just that one moment I'm more likely to share about some experience that was silly or goofy or awkward or weird because well swingers like to hear the silly awkward weird stories more anyway yeah yeah no swinger wants to hear oh I had really hot sex that you weren't there for (laughs) that's true that's true oh and by the way yeah Here's a time that was hotter than the time that we had. (laughs) That's a one-upper for you. Yeah. But for future guests, we don't care. We do want to hear that, just to be clear. (laughs) (laughs) No, we want to hear the hot, hot, sexy, We do want to hear the super hot stories, so... Just throwing no, that out it there, was, guys. It's just funny because it seems that the friends that we have in the lifestyle who have done this the longest share so many goofy stories yep. and so much, I mean, laughing out loud, fun stories, great stories. But I find that it's almost because I don't want to say they've lost that attraction to the hot, sexy part, but it's like that becomes the norm that now the awkward, funny stories are the ones that they want to share because it is fun to share those stories. Whereas if you talk to somebody who's newer in the lifestyle and they have less experiences under their belt, the experiences that are standing out in their minds are the ones that are really hot or Mm -hmm. were like amazing. Well, that's because when you're starting out, everything is so unbelievably new and Right, right. Unbelievably hot. And all of those things are so hot that they have to share that mm-hmm. like sexy, hot stuff. Yep. But the thing is that even though they didn't have the memory of hot stories, they still mentioned that doing this made them feel younger, mm-hmm. gave them so much more energy, and I couldn't agree more. I cannot believe how easy it is for me to stay up until 3, 4, 5 o'clock in the morning with lifestyle people versus 11 o'clock at night going, God, I can't believe I'm still awake. I know. <laughs> It definitely changes your whole personality. You're definitely more easygoing person. 
I agree. And that also speaks to the amazing friends that we have found doing this. Yes. And they speak to how they've almost cycled out all of their vanilla friends at this point and have fully exchanged those vanilla friends for swinger friends and what those bonds mean to them and how amazing those bonds are. So much so that you have been invited to share time at a summer home, you know, in Miami or wherever it was. That's... That's fantastic. We love spending time with our friends too. We go on trips with some of our swinger friends and we haven't yet made that jump to an actual swinger getaway, but it'll get there. It'll get there. We go in that direction at the slowest pace of the <laughs> of the people who can't travel. Right. <laughs> One day we will get that One big day. trip. <laughs> We're working on it. Maybe we'll go to Columbus. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for a Hump Day Quickie. We hope this brought you some midweek excitement. If you have your own confession you'd like to share with us and our audience, please call 844-4-HUMP-DAY and leave us a message. Can't wait to hear your sexy stories. Thank you.